Who will be the starting quarterbacks for every single team in the NFC over the course of the 2023 offseason? We've got trades, we've got NFL draft, and we've got free agent signings coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Get those Wednesday mailbag questions in for tomorrow's episode there at our Twitter handles. Tag us both. Tag one of us either way. Tag us both is better at PD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all new, all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. There's only just a couple days, three, what, three days left, four days left until uh, the Super Bowl. Are you ready? The Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. All right. If you missed yesterday's episode, AFC teams we covered yesterday, and we've already got blockbuster trades going here, Matt. (laughs) uh, One of those blockbuster trades was Lamar Jackson leaving Baltimore. Neither one of us, and, and we each have our list of what we think will be the starting quarterbacks for these teams in 2023 when the QB carousel stops spinning. Both of us have Lamar Jackson going to the NFC, but we haven't revealed what team that is yet. Let's go to the East and start with the Dallas Cowboys. I assume it's not the Dallas Cowboys for Lamar Jackson, though, for you, Matt. Correct. And this was fun yesterday. I'm excited to do the, do the NFC. I thought we'd do the whole thing in one show. I'm glad we broke it up, spend a little more time with it. Not much time to spend with Dallas, though. I know some people are down on Dak, you know, didn't play great in the playoffs, led the league in interceptions. This guy's a top 10 quarterback. He's very, very good. I think you can win the Super Bowl with him. I think there's, you know, the part of the offensive coordinator changes is getting Dak back on track. Um, But I have no concerns about this player. And at the end of today's episode, you've got some tiers that you want to talk about. How quarterbacks fit in the NFL. Dak's an interesting one with which tier he goes into because he's Mm -hmm. like, he's not top, top, but he's not. I don't think he's a middle tier quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. And that's why Dallas will be crazy to get rid of him. I think they can, he can get better. He's not a perfect quarterback. Uh, And I think they told us what they think and that it was Kellen Moore. Maybe is the problem there. So new offensive coordinator in town. Uh, We'll see what it looks like for Dak here, but he's got to stop throwing the ball to the other team for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think he had 13 or 14 interceptions that led the league. It wasn't 30. I mean, I know it was most in the league, but we we had a ridiculous um, number. Is that the lowest number? It has to be because it's I'm thinking Beverly Blee. James yeah. Winston had 30 in a year, <laughs> right? right. Day, it's always like we talked about just the Dallas Cowboys themselves. You talked about uh quarterbacks like Troy Aikman's in the Hall of Fame, he threw 14 interceptions every single year. He had more interceptions. Oh, yeah, that sounds a lot of years than he's in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, the interceptions are way down in the NFL. Way down there. It's funny. I did a project a while back on Terry Bradshaw comparing them to Ben. And like it, it, it boggles your mind when you look at like those 70s and 80s touchdown to interception ratio. Like it's like 50 50. Hand the ball yeah. off or seven step drop and chuck it somewhere. And hope. <laughs> yeah. And hope, hope the corner doesn't pick it off. Right. Yeah. Uh, New York Giants. 
what do you got? Starting quarterback, they have uh, Daniel Jones, their current starting quarterback, is a free agent here. Yeah. Which direction do the New York Giants take here in year two under Brian Dable? I'm going to be boring and run it back with Jones. Um, I don't know exactly how that mechanism works. Do they, what the, the contract looks like? Does he get franchised? I just think in the end, that's probably the best move for the Giants. But I also think it's a fragile situation. Like if you jump in the deep end with this guy on a three or four year deal, 35 million a year or whatever that you can't get out of, you may regret it in a big way, but you had success. And I'd love to see what he could do with, you know, real wide receivers. And so I think they give it another try, but this is a little fragile. Uh, I just can't see it. I I I, I think it's a, probably the most likely scenario. Yeah, bring Daniel Jones back. They bring Saquon Barkley back. Try to build, you know, and, and do and do that. But I just think it. that's a mistake. I, I think it's a mistake. You're gonna if you're willing to give a quarterback money, do something bigger. And Matt, that's why I've got a blockbuster trade. Oh my, Lamar Jackson to Ooh, New York. How apple. about? How about the New York market this offseason? Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, Lamar Jackson to the Giants. Uh, wow. With the way Dable can operate an offense, I would love to see him get his hands on Lamar Jackson because he's not afraid, clearly, to utilize a running quarterback, what that could look like. And, of course, yeah. with everything you have to give up, it'd be a little bit harder to bring in the receivers you want to bring in. They've got some guys. Wandale's coming back. Um, you can still find – those wide receivers outside of round one and clearly they wouldn't have some round one picks for a while if they did a move like this but uh, I just love this for Dable I think if you're willing to pay a quarterback go get yourself a quarterback that is a difference maker I just think it's insane to throw money at Daniel Jones and really sign him as a starting quarterback and uh, I love it I I like it I I think New York goes big this offseason and uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm projecting to the New York Giants. Let's go. Didn't even dawn on me. Didn't even consider that that landing spot for Lamar. And I'm mad at myself I didn't. Um, we'll get to my spot here in a bit. But Giants have a ton of cap space. I mean, it would cost them draft picks, obviously. But they have some linemen in place. Jackson would make those around them better. They could still go sign a receiver or trade for DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas or somebody like that. And, you know, build something there. So that's intriguing. I don't dislike that at all. It's the, it's the easiest way to, because you talk about building wide receivers and yeah, that's nice. And so instead of adding like five pieces to your offense, add one piece to your offense. And mm-hmm. instantly how difficult is that to defend against Lamar and Saquon Barkley and Say Graham Barkley back too? Yeah, I mean, probably franchise tag Barkley. Yeah, Barkley's yeah. probably going to not want to show up in camp. That that gets a little bit dicey, and you know how paying running backs is like. Oof, but um, what a running game they could have with the oh my god, right? right. And, yeah, winning a little bit different, and I think that's the way you close the gap on the East more so than you know Daniel Jones and you add a receiver. How great is that going to be? How much better are you going to be than you were last year? Even if you got a number mm-hmm. one wide receiver in New York, so um, your scenario definitely is a higher ceiling. Yes, and also you uh you mentioned the the cap space which is huge so if you look at the teams with the most cap space coming into the offseason it's the bears by a lot they're mm-hmm. not going to be the landing spot for lamar jackson he's not going to want to go there no, no. they're not going to make that move um you've got the new york giants you've got the houston texans which is kind of a dark horse how about a crazy dark horse the new england patriots are top four or five and i know in, they are yeah in cap space as well what about could you see that new england patriots swinging a move for lamar jackson I can see Belichick looking at it like, 
I hate playing against this guy, you know, as a defensive mind. Like, boy, I've never had the game plan for someone like Lamar, and I hate it every time I have to. I want him on my side. Maybe. Maybe. That brings us to the Washington Commanders, man. Yeah, okay. I thought we were going to say Eagles here, but, but whatever. Oh, yeah, or Eagles. Eagles. But Eagles is an easy one. Eagles oh, is hurt. Yeah. And, and I think Minshew will leave. And I think they would be smart to get a facsimile of Hurts as their backup, a, a power running quarterback as opposed to a Minshew type. I don't know who that is. That might be a fourth round pick. Yeah, bring someone in where you're not changing scheme if, if yeah, he gets yeah. hurt. And look, r- quarterbacks that run the ball a lot, and we've already seen him get banged up with the shoulder. Sure, sure. Uh, you need to have a backup there for sure. But obviously, Hurts is the guy and mm-hmm. uh, really has taken off this year. It's been awesome to watch that development for Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Washington gets a little bit more difficult. They do. They're one of the toughest ones to me. Could that be a car landing spot? Could it be a Jimmy landing spot? I took a similar route and put Tannehill here. But I think we have to mention how because I think there's something real with how they've come out and said, we want to build around how I don't think they're lying to us. I often think teams are lying in that scenario, but I don't think you could just walk into next year and be like, Hey, Sam, how the fifth round pick to play two games next year is our only option. So I'm going to say Tannehill is the, is the bridge, but they want how to beat him out. I've got Garoppolo and Carr going to some other locations. And mm-hmm. Garoppolo is actually a good one here because apparently the reports were that last offseason Garoppolo would have been the 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 trade for Washington. But with his shoulder surgery, they opted to go to Wentz right. instead. And obviously that didn't turn out great for them. And Wentz that is probably going to just get cut because the cap situation there is you're going to save a lot getting off of Wentz, even though you traded so much for him. Mm-hmm. But they got a little something in the fifth rounder in Howell. And and, and Howell like is the, the name on my list that I have for Washington as the, the QB1. And certainly they're going to bring somebody else in there. It could be in the draft. It could be Richardson, you know, late in round one. It could be – and how about that for a competition? Just say go young and young and, and let them fight it out and, and see what you got there and hope you got your quarterback of the future. Uh, or you bring in probably more likely a veteran. And someone like Tannehill I think is a good choice. Someone like Dalton, mm-hmm. someone like, you know, Mayfield. There's a lot of names out there that I don't think – you feel good about plugging into your number one, but if they really like how they saw him for a year um, and and there was a little something seeing him play for them at the end of the season. Yeah. And to pull back the curtain while we were doing the show yesterday, we were talking about Tennessee and I realized I didn't put Tannehill anywhere. So as of the middle of the show yesterday, I had Hal plugged in here. So is, is how your choice? Is that who you have in the spread? That's who I have. Yeah. yeah I almost did. Yeah. I think I have Howell there and uh, actually kind of like it for, yeah, the, uh, for the Washington Commanders, but certainly they they could go a number of directions. It was is there's there's some NFC teams here that it got really difficult with to try to figure out I which know. direction they would go and get in their heads. And they're not in a great spot to get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. But you know, are they going to go big in the free agent market? Is there anyone or in the trade market? Is there anyone that they can go get that makes a big difference? And so in the end, I landed on kind of you know uh, internal options for some teams, including the Commanders. Mm-hmm. No, I like I like that. I think it's a possibility. You can't just do how alone, though. I mean, he may be the answer who you put in at number one. And I had him, like I said yesterday. But you better bring in Mayfield or Dalton, or like you mentioned, yes, you know, be somebody's Howell better. Than something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, NFC North, NFC South, NFC West. Who will be the starting quarterback for every team in the NFC? We've got it projected out as the quarterback carousel turns in twenty twenty. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
Uh, it is not only easy, it is super fun. And you can play every day. That's why it's called Daily Fantasy NFL Super Bowl projections to play against. NBA, Major League Baseball getting going. NHL, PGA, college hoops. The tourney is almost here. Major League Baseball season's almost here. Spring training getting going here in February. We've got soccer, NASCAR, combat sports, MMA, boxing. I mean, cricket, you name it. Tons more projections available at Prize Picks, so you can play every single day. And all you do is you pick two to six players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money. You're not competing against other people. You're not building an entire roster. It's just you versus those projections available. And all you got to do is pick two to six players to uh, score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, and you are in the cash. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed up to the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube. That is the home currently of Peacock and Williamson, but might be some news on that front very soon. Um, tons of content all over the Locked On Podcast Network, and really make sure that you are tuned into your team's show here, covered every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on, Matt, to the NFC North. And we've got the Chicago Bears who have kind of hinted where they're going with this. It's basically, do you draft a quarterback at one or do you stick with Fields and trade the other the other asset? I think they stick with Fields. I mean, I think this is kind of an easy one. He showed me enough that that would be my choice as well, build around him. I still think he has a longer way to go as a quarterback than people tend to realize, but I'm rolling with them. I love them coming out of Ohio State. You've got to give him some weapons and yeah. you've got to give him an opportunity to get better, but clearly there's some things he has to do. Time to throw is the big one. You know, Can you hit your back foot and get the ball out where it needs to go? And he hasn't really proven he can do that consistently in the NFL, but his wow ability, his raw tools, he makes every single game, he makes an elite run, and an elite throw. He's got an arm. This isn't a situation where he's like, oh, he's not really even a good thrower. He's an amazing right. thrower of the football. So, yeah, I mean, you've got just an unbelievable amount of talent here to deal with, and you see that growth start to happen. We saw what Jalen Hurts did in year three for him where there was questions. Like the 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 Eagles were prepared with extra draft picks to maybe draft a quarterback this year. They, yeah, they were, right, right. Nobody was really sure with Hurts, but you saw the growth, and we start to see that with Fields. Like, what would – what would year one and two Jalen Hurts have looked like with this Bears roster? Probably yeah, not. Oh, exactly. Right? You know, so yeah. um, I love this. You, you leverage that first pick, and hopefully for the Bears teams come calling, and you start to build this thing. You move down, move down again. You know, do whatever you can to collect picks and build the talent on this roster around fields and, and then reevaluate once he does have some talent to throw the ball to. It's interesting you mentioned Hurts and the extra first-round picks and all that just a year ago. If I were the Bears, though, I might keep that in the back of my mind. If I'm moving from one to wherever, I may want a decent yes. pick next year just in case this gets off the tracks, you know? Oh, yeah. And if a team comes yeah. calling, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have an extra pick next year. Yeah, you might yeah. have an extra pick the year after that, too. Yeah, exactly. So keep that in mind just as insurance. Right. And if you're the Bears, you look ahead to next year and you think, well, there's, there might be a better quarterback next year for us than there is this year anyway. 
Possibly. Caleb I'm not blown Williams. away with this class so far. Would, would you rather have Caleb Williams as a prospect right now than Bryce Young? I think Caleb Williams would go number one in this class. I do too. I do too. I don't know enough about those guys, him and the North Carolina right. dudes. And, and we'll see. You, yeah. Yeah. A, a year before, you always think you you know something and ends up not. <laughs> it is every year. Yeah. You know, Spencer Rattler was number one. And uh, I think in some in people's mock drafts, oh, for yeah, yeah. year's mock a couple of years ago. And it's like, oh, yeah, that didn't turn out <laughs> that way. So you never really know. But um, next year's class always looks amazing. It always does. Grass is greener, you know. Detroit Lions. They're going to roll it back with Goff, but they have that extra first round pick and. Maybe you grab somebody like Hooker in the third round or Richardson falls to you. I think you're open to taking one, but don't have to. I've got two categories or I've got two columns in my spreadsheet, Matt. And the first column says golf golf. The second column says Richardson. I think this is the perfect opportunity for the lions to go get someone like Anthony Richardson to be that high upside player, sit behind golf for a year and maybe you build yourself uh, just a juggernaut there with Jamison Williams and everything you're building there on the offensive side of the ball uh, and continue to add with that number six pick to the defensive side of the ball. And I will say, Matt, the maybe they would have to draft him at six instead of 18. Or uh, I was going to give Richardson to, the, to Washington because Washington's a couple picks ahead of, of Detroit. De- Detroit's at 18. I think Washington's at 16. But Detroit has all these extra picks. Leverage that. Go down from six. Go up from 18. You know, mm-hmm. um, Do whatever you have to do to build this roster. And, and you have all these extra picks for a reason. I think a quarterback should be the a, a thought if the right guy is there, if the evaluation is there, and go make – your own luck as, as it pertains to that. You don't have to do it, but you can do it. And, and I think it would be smart. And uh, I think it'd be a perfect landing spot for Richardson there in Detroit. So that's the way w- when I kind of like my draft brain on one side of this was projecting things out. I like Richardson to Detroit here sitting behind Goff. I, I think it's the, the perfect opportunity for both of those. I think that might be his best landing spot, if not one of the best, because he could totally redshirt. They got a great line. They got deep weapons. You know, I mean, he can run the ball, bring an extra dimension. If I were him, I would love the land in Detroit. Moving on to the NFC South, Matt, we've got we got get the Packers and Vikings. Oh, I, I forgot it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was skipping over. I was skipping <laughs> over the the Kirk Cousins tier here. Um, Kirk Cousins, Minnesota, right? Yeah, I think so. But pretty soon, you better start thinking about drafting somebody. You know, I mean, they, they they've ignored that. Well, been Mon didn't work out. For, yeah, I've been thinking about that two years ago. So I, but but it's it's kind of they're they're in the Cousins QB purgatory, and I just mm-hmm. don't see any way out of it right now. And doesn't feel like this is the off season for it. So yeah, I've got Cousins plugged in there to Minnesota, and we have we've already traded away Aaron Rodgers, both of us. So that means it's Jordan Love for the Green Bay Packers. Yes. But I think they would be smart to bring in Minshew as well, or Winston, or you know Darnold, you know somebody that's not super threatening. Jordan, this is your court. You're the quarterback, but we're going to spend money on a number two, just in case. And they know yeah, internally, yeah. maybe they don't even like Love. And if they traded away Rodgers, they're like, we're going to go sign Daniel Jones or something. Car. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you know somebody that they think could be something of a starter for a short term. Maybe they don't even love love and who knows maybe it's still rogers comes back and it's love that gets traded in all of this well because it's such it's weird that it's such an unknown still with love but he showed a little something last year and so that was nice to see him on the field and um i think a lot of packers fans feel better about the love era starting in 2023 yeah but the other wrench is 
you got to pick up that fifth year option soon or not. You know, like you need to know these answers. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Right. So the, the South it's, is interesting it's to the me. South, yeah, and it starts with the Atlanta I have Falcons. Four new starters in the South. Woo! <laughs> Love it. The Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta. Yeah, I think that's cool. Lamar. I, I put Lamar in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news: You've got a trade. <laughs> We've thrown this out there for weeks. I think it's a distinct possibility. His speed in that dome already have a running game in place. Try not to get rid of Pitts or London. If you have to move one of them, so be it. But he would be the biggest star in the building. You know, I think he would be a hit in that town for sure. I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good fit uh, for, I think it's half a good fit. The other half is, I don't know. Like the, the reason I like the Giants better and who knows how Lamar feels about where he wants to go or who would, you know, mm-hmm. what team's willing to give the, the Baltimore Ravens the most, if this is actually something the Ravens would consider trading away Lamar Jackson, it feels like that's a, it's a definite possibility here. I, the giants with Lamar feels scary and like they could be really good. Yeah. The Atlanta with Lamar feels like there's still like so much work to do and not enough assets to go do that work. They do Even have a lot of cash space. that different, I guess. I know, but one was in the playoffs. One wasn't. Right. Um, it feels like you have to build the whole defense. You know, if you can and, get, and you're probably losing one of your big pass catchers too in the process. Probably you're definitely asking for for Pitts or Drake London if you're Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I mean, if that's off the table in Atlanta and you're only going to pay draft picks, maybe. Uh, but you do have mm-hmm. the cap space. You could go get stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I like the fit, but I don't think all of a sudden I'd be like, boy, the Falcons are a contender now. Right. And, and there's been a little smoke with the Falcons, too, for some reason. You never know if, if any of that's real. But for some reason, the Falcons is a team that's come up with this. And uh, similar to how, you know, mm-hmm. the the Raiders are, for, are like kind of out there. There's some smoke with Aaron Rodgers and you don't really know why or if it's accurate. But, you know, that's that's what kind of some of the rumors are. And we never you know, those always aren't accurate. But we'll see. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the number one story of the offseason right now. Who's your Falcon? My Falcon is Desmond Ritter. Okay. Yeah. They drafted him. They developed him. It's time to see what what he can do and uh, and build the talent on the rest of that roster. So, uh, yeah, I've got Desmond Ritter there as the starter for the Atlanta Falcons this year. And it's just a little bit too difficult to to place another quarterback there for me unless they're willing to do something crazy. And I just, they just need too much work on the roster to do anything crazy. And Ritter might be the guy. Yeah, it, it's you're kind of shortchanging Ritter, and yes, I, I almost put Ritter as Baltimore starting. Well, quarterback. that's the thing. <laughs> really, sure. I, if I did the if I did Lamar to Atlanta, I, I'd put Ritter in in Baltimore, and maybe it's a Ritter in a Garoppolo situation or something mm-hmm. like that for for Baltimore. Um, and, and instead of Carr, is who I have going to to Baltimore. But um, yeah, I just you know, I, I liked Ritter too, and so I, I think he deserves. I do too. I think that's a distinct possibility. You know, sink everything, give him a whole year, give him a whole offseason as a starter, sink everything into defense and stuff around him, and you'll know if you have a quarterback or not. Absolutely. I have three new starters in this division. So we'll get to the other three teams here in the NFC South, and we'll talk NFC West starting quarterbacks in 2023 next. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, and I'm sure that's exactly what you're looking for, it's what everyone should be looking for, right? Then you got to try 
Built Bar. I know there's, you know, some people maybe have uh, already given up on their New Year's resolutions. I have not. I feel like I'm doing pretty well for myself, actually, Matt, uh, over the course of the last, um, you know, six to, to, to eight weeks here. Right. And it even started before the new year for me. And February, it's even gotten better. Dry February for me because it is the shortest month of the year. It makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> I'm going to avoid those Super Bowl parties. I'm going to sit by myself at home and watch the Super Bowl intently, not have any beverages to derail my diet. And when I'm reaching for a snack, it's going to be Built Bars. With Built, you're getting healthy, which is actually tasty. And that's what really makes the difference and sets these Built Bars off. You're getting low calories with high protein, low sugar. That is the combination you need for your diet. And when you want to reach for a snack, you want a delicious snack, and that's what Built Bar hits as well. Most Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate that tastes good. Not some brown, fake, colored chocolate stuff. It's real chocolate. Uh, unbelievable flavors that they're able to do with this low-calorie protein bar, churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut, almond, Unbelievable. Most built bars have only 130 calories and four grams of sugar, but with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you can start to find built bars on your store shelves as well as built.com. Get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, Walmart pharmacy section. Go find yourself a four pack of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, or at Sam's Club, get the 13 bar box of hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. And then you will thank us later. And of course, you can find all the flavors at built. Dot com. Okay, finishing up the NFC South here, Matt. We've got the Carolina Panthers, who sit at number nine in the NFL draft. They got a late-round quarterback last year in Matt Corral, who had an injured season. You could do the Sam Darnold dance again. They did the Mayfield dance already. Just a weird quarterback situation, which oh. is probably why they went and got themselves an ex-quarterback, an ex-quarterback coach and head coach Frank Reich. Which direction does Frank Reich go in Carolina for his signal caller? Yeah, I can't put any stock in Corral. He's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. He's a bonus prize. If something works out, who knows? I have Levis going here, and I also think it'll be – Levis and Darnold, Levis and Winston, something along those lines, the, the Trubisky picket mold. And this is an aggressive organization. Maybe they move up a couple spots to grab them, but I think they want to make a splash and that's Levis. That's exactly what I have yeah. in, in uh, column one. I've got Levis in column two. I've got Corral and you develop okay. the, young, the you, you develop the young quarterbacks and, and maybe you bring in a veteran as well. Maybe it's just, you bring Darnold back for, for one mm -hmm. more run or something like that. He wasn't uh, horrible. Right. He wasn't horrible at the end and he's a known product, but he's not really known to Frank Reich. So maybe Frank Reich brings uh, who knows? Maybe Frank Reich brings in Carson Wentz just to have a sacrifice. I thought about that. Get beat yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> a man somewhere time, and I don't know where. It's yeah. got Frank Reich fired before. So unless you have a rookie to, to take over for Wentz, I don't know if that would be the, the smart move either. But um, and looking at how the draft is playing out, I don't think Carolina can necessarily sit at nine and feel good about getting mm -hmm. one of these quarterbacks. But I think it's the most obvious thing when you look at how the draft is going to play out here this year. And you've got a team like because I almost put Levis at at uh, at Las Vegas and they're picking at seven. Yeah. I think Carolina, Carolina, it's just they they David Tepper they're thinking, hey, what's the plan at quarterback? We got to do something with quarterback. So it's either something big on the trade market. Maybe this is Lamar. Or it's let's go up in the draft if we have to. We 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 can't do this anymore. We got to go get a quarterback. So I like Carolina to go up in that five six range and go get a quarterback. Get in front of uh, some teams. Get in front of some other teams that could trade up for a quarterback. Get in front of Las Vegas. And to be honest with you, when you look at the draft, five six, um, Seattle and Detroit, those could be quarterbacks too. 
or a prime spot to trade out for those two teams with the way the talent's falling in the draft and get a similar prospect they were going to get at five or six. If you're looking for a defensive player, a defensive end after the, you know, our defensive lineman after the top two guys are gone, they're not going to get to five or six, right? Um, you know, Will Anderson and um, Jalen Calder, yeah. they're not going to be there. Is it that much different at nine than it would be at five or six? So I really like that for a trade up spot for Carolina going up and getting a quarterback. Will Levis here for the Panthers. Yep. I think we agree on that one. Who you got on the Saints? The Saints is the toughest one. They're the latest in the first round of teams that have a really big need at quarterback yeah. and their cap situation isn't good to go out and pay a lot or for anybody or trade for anybody. So I think this is the team that has the hardest time finding a guy. I've got Jacoby Brissett here as the starter and in column yeah. number two, I've got Tanner McKee, the Stanford mm, quarterback, okay. sort of a late first round. Let's see if we can draft and develop a guy without being in the top 10 of the draft. I know the finances don't work, but we made the joke the other day of when they got that pick for Peyton that, well, let's have another round at the bar. Let, let's push the, the credit cards. Let's max them out. You know, we don't we don't ever. It's always Mardi Gras in New Orleans, as I said. I think they go all in and go get Carr, which is going to be one of the bigger ticket items. Try to run this thing back. Their head coach, Allen, was with Carr for a year with the Raiders. Um uh, I, I don't feel I like super strong about that, but you know, this is an aggressive organization. There's at least the connection there. I like yeah. that connection with Allen to Carr. And and when I went through this process, I was uh, it, it was Saints and uh it was Saints and Baltimore for Carr. And mm-hmm. if you trade away Baltimore, you know, and who knows maybe Lamar doesn't get traded, so it's easier to go to the Saints there. But if Carr had his pick, I would think that Baltimore's the more desirable location for him. But I didn't think about the connection there with with Allen either. So uh, yeah, car to new Orleans seems like it's definitely a possibility. And it's definitely been a little bit of smoke there that, uh, and um, the saints have talked about it postseason in their press conference. They're like, we yeah, got to yeah. figure something out at quarterback. So I think they'll be busy, but they just have a harder time than a lot of these other teams that go in and getting that done. They do. And I don't even car might get released or he might end up costing you a pick, whatever. I just know they're an aggressive organization and they don't want the party to end. That brings us to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the retirement of Tom Brady. They need themselves a quarterback too. And it's not going to be the Blaine Gabbert era. I don't think. I don't think it's going to be the Trask era either. I mean, there's some rumblings that Trask is going to take over. This was my least favorite fit. I have Jimmy G going here and you know, he can do Brady things. uh, Obviously Um, he, I think Tampa, I'm not saying they should go Trask. But I don't think they – Jimmy's going to make a lot of money. I mean, he's a true free agent, and we've talked about all these teams. There's going to be five teams offering him a contract, which means that contract's going to go up, 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 up. And I think Tampa should be tearing it down, 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 as opposed to you know trying to put a Band-Aid on things. So I don't like this fit, but I had to put him somewhere. I thought about Washington instead of Tannehill. You know, I thought about New Orleans, but I ended up with Jimmy in Tampa. But it's my least favorite fit. I've got the same Band-Aid, but I've just got a different name. i got Ryan Tannehill here to okay. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. He'd be cheaper than Jimmy. That makes a little more sense. Yes. A little easier. See what you have in Trask, and you can probably mm-hmm. try again next year if you're Tampa, if this thing kind of does fall apart. But I think they'll try to keep it going, and it could be a real big rebuild after this year if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. That brings us to the NFC West, Matt. Do you have any big movement in the NFC West, starting with the team that still doesn't have a head coach in the Arizona Cardinals. I have Kyler penciled in here. I don't know if he'll be healthy week one, snap one, but he's going to be their starting quarterback. I mean, um, they better find something though. Maybe Wentz ends up there or Mayfield or whatever for, you know, the, the off season slash beginning, 
but they're married to Kyler Murray. Absolutely. Uh, we haven't heard anything about Stafford. There was like, is, is he still possibly going to retire? The Rams are in a really weird situation, but you know, Sean McVay, I can feel back. they're running it back. Like I think Donald and McVay and Stafford and all the, all those guys are going back and they're going to give it one more shot. That's the vibe I got too. So yeah. Matt Stafford, that's who I have in mind. And until I hear he's going to retire, it's going to be Stafford. Yes. Seattle's almost the exact same conversation as Detroit, but except Gino's a free agent. I think you bring Gino back. You have two first like the Lions and say, maybe Revis or Richardson if it works out. If it doesn't, I can live with it. You know, we saw how that went. Um, so I have Gino as the opening day starter there. Right. And in a past mailbag, someone asked us about Gino Smith as a free agent for other teams. It's like, I, I don't see a fit for Gino really anywhere. Although when you start to look at some of these teams, maybe a team would like Gino Smith in the uh, Garoppolo mold instead of, you know, some of the other players that they might be signing. But I, I just don't see any team liking Gino more than Seattle. I don't see Gino having more success anywhere than he's already had in Seattle. So I just don't see a fit of him going anywhere else in free agency, it's kind of like the giants with Daniel Jones. I don't see big money on the horizon for Daniel Jones anywhere outside of New York. And I don't even think New York should do that Mm -hmm. necessarily, but it's a similar vibe for Geno Smith. And by the way, I don't have Daniel Jones anywhere. I was thinking that I have no idea where to put him. I'm sure you're not putting him on the Niners. That's the last team we talk about. So I was sitting there thinking it's like, he's outside looking in could happen. I mean, I don't think that's crazy talk. If anybody who listened to yesterday's episode uh, knows that Trey Lance is no longer a 49er on uh, on on Matt Williamson's list, so that means it's Brock Purdy for you, right? It is, and maybe that's Minshew for a while, and then Purdy, you know, something along those lines. But I have Lance getting shipped out, so Purdy's my call here. Yep, I've got uh, I've got Lance Purdy. Mm-hmm. This is you know this is a competition. Uh, Lance is the only healthy guy, and Lance is the more physically talented guy. And he raises the ceiling for the 49ers if he can beat out Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy is not going to be ready for the first practice of training camp. It looks like we still don't actually have, as of this recording, Tuesday, February 7th, we still don't know what that surgery is going to be. There's second opinions and conversations happening still with Brock Purdy. So we'll find out what that is more than likely. It's going to be about a six-month recovery time. So still dicey for his competition with Lance because Lance is going to have all offseason and Purdy is not. Can he get in there and play some preseason games and just, you know, keep rolling like he did jumping out of bed uh, as a seventh round rookie, then it could be Purdy Uh, without the injury. I would have said Purdy for sure. And and Lance more likely to be traded. Still think it's unlikely now that Lance gets traded because of the Purdy injury, but still possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Lance versus Purdy competition right there. That's what it's all about for the 49ers. And uh, it's going to be some popcorn once training camp and preseason gets going there. Once both of those guys are healthy and playing. Yeah. And we've talked, uh, talked about it before and, and that makes perfect sense to me. I could see that strategy. The injury really puts a wrench in things. So last thing I want to do is just these four little categories I have, which is mm-hmm. kind of disheartening a little bit is the first category I just called real starters. That doesn't mean they're tier one, obviously Mahomes and Allen, those guys are in there, but I included Dak. I included Hertz. I, obviously guys like Herbert, and Stafford was kind of my cutoff. I called him a real starter. I mean, they won the Super with him two years ago. I know he's not the long-term answer, but I got 11 teams with real starters. And that's a little disrespectful for the the non-11 quarterbacks that I think would consider themselves real starters. But you're like, they're, they're these guys, they're not, you're not trying to upgrade, really. Yeah, I have, a, I have a different category for them. I just called them fine slash okay. Yeah. <laughs> not real. Right. You're fine. Goff, Cousins, Carr, Jimmy. I mean, so I included Kyler. I didn't know what to do with him. And I included Russell Wilson in the fine slash okay. 
Oh. But Wilson was not fine or okay last year, you know. Okay. You know, so I was a little generous with these. Then there was eight guys that are just young. I mean, they're projects, they're youngsters. Of course, it's Pickett. I have three rookies on that list. I included Mac Jones, Fields, even Love is young youngsters, projects. In in that tier, it's like you either you don't stay in that tier. You either elevate no, to right. the next tier or the tier above that, or you drop down into the tier below. Yeah. I mean, there's eight of them there. Four will hit. Five will hit. You know what I mean? One will hit big. One will be a Zach Wilson disaster. You know I mean? So right. that's far from a sure thing. And then that left me two teams with basically non-starters, like guys I am not comfortable with. And for me, that was Brissett and Dalton, who are fine, but – Really, I think there's like 30 starting quarterbacks out there. And reality is there's probably only like 24 because some of those rookies are going to be over their head and not true starters. You know what I mean? It's funny because last offseason, it felt like, man, that we're, we're getting to the point where there's actually more quarterback than teams now. And uh, yeah. fast forward another year, and it's like, no, not quite. Yeah, right. Absolutely. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. So this was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong from what you guys think your teams will do at quarterback in the 2023 season and beyond. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you check out everything else the network has to offer. Subscribe to Locked On NFL. And remember, your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And get those Twitter questions in as well at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.